I want to start by telling you guys a story. This is something that happened to me several years ago, and I've had nightmares about it ever since. We were all at this camp up in the woods, and I'm just standing here talking with a friend of mine, and there's a group over here that's playing kickball. And somebody apparently kicked like a home run because this ball comes over all the outfielders, hits the ground and rolls for a while all the way basically to my feet as I'm talking to my friend. And so, you know, I'm sitting here going, okay, well, I could like roll this back, but I played college soccer, so I'm going to pick this ball up and I'm going to kick it back to the game that's over there. I pick up the ball and as I go to kick the ball out of the corner of my eye, I see this girl running up basically to, to get the ball. And I just kind of ignore it. I'm like, man, I'll just kick it over and all will be well. So I take a step and I kick this ball as hard as I can. And it goes so sky high, like it shoots up in the air. And I'm just like standing there admiring it. It's getting smaller and smaller uh, into the sun in the distance. And then as it begins to come down, I have this thought. I hope that ball gets past where that girl is standing. Because even though I should have kicked it at a 45 degree angle, really I kicked it more like an 80 degree angle, like almost straight up in the air. I didn't mean to, but I did. I start watching the ball come down. It's like pretty heavy kickball. And I look at the girl and I look at the ball and I look at the girl and before I can say, look out, bam, the ball hits her square on the head. And she wasn't a big girl, like she was like, I don't know, she was a short girl, she was pretty light, and like it just pile drives her in the ground. And it rained for like three days before, so she goes sprawling into the mud when she hits the ground. Question for you, what do I say to her? I am freaking out, I don't know what to say to this girl. I walk up, I'm like, I am so sorry, I feel so bad, I'm just feeling like such a dirtbag. And then it's even worse, because she's super nice to me. She's like, it's okay, you didn't mean like, she's so nice, I feel bad. And then I look out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh, the ball is still here. Like it bounced off of her and you know hit the ground and it's like really close to us. And so she finally gets up and starts walking back to the game and I'm like, hey, I'll just, I'll take care of the ball. So I go and I get the ball and I pick it up and, and, and I kick the ball and I'm like, kick it a little lower this time. Like don't kick the sky high ball. Like, you know, instead of kicking the 45 degree angle this time, this time it comes off line drive never gets more than about four feet, eight inches off the ground. And the reason I know that is it hits the same girl very hard in the back of the head as she's walking back to the cave. <laughs> if I felt bad the first time, this time I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. She goes sprawling again into the mud and she is laying there and I come walking up and I'm like, like, what do you say? What would you say to her? Like, I'm the biggest jerk in the history of the world right now. I come up to her and I'm like, I had already run out all my apologies the first time. I'm looking at her. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And I got to tell you, she was super nice to me. She, she shouldn't have been. Like, she should have got up and slapped me with her muddy paw. Like, she definitely, she definitely should have hammered me. But I had one thought in that moment. And the, the thought was this. I wish I could get a fresh start. I wish we, I could get a do-over. Isn't it true that all of us need a fresh start from, from time to time? If I could just go back in time, we think, if I could just go back in time to high school, I'd catch that pass in the fourth quarter. Or some of us go, man, if I could take the ACT again, I know I could get a 17. 
Or, or, or some, of you, some of you girls go, if I could go back in time, I would say no to Austin and yes to Nick. <laughs> Did you know the fall season is all about getting a fresh start? In the fall, we can make a commitment to uh, start fresh physically and get in shape. My, my youngest son, he's 15 years old. He's super lazy. His name's Stone. I was trying to get him to work out one day and he looks at me. He's, he's playing Fortnite and he goes, dad, if I have a nice body, How's anybody going to know that I'm good at video games? <laughs> I guess chicks dig gamers. I don't know. But uh, the, the fall is a time to start fresh academically. Like no one's failed a quiz yet, right? Everyone's sitting on a 4.0. That's awesome. Your football team is undefeated. Some of you will stay undefeated because you're not playing this fall. <clears throat> Pac-12, right? <laughs> your bank account is full from your summer job. It's a fresh start. And the fresh start is not just for freshmen who are here tonight. Uh, it's for the fifth year victory lapper. It's, it's for the, the uh, maybe the non-tratter who's watching online, I don't know. Uh, but did you know that in the fall we can start fresh spiritually as well? Did you know, in other words, that God offers a fresh start? I'm not sure what kind of upbringing you had. For me, I grew up in basically a, in a home where we, we never really talked about God. We didn't talk about spiritual stuff. We didn't pray before meals. Christmas at that time was about gifts and family. Easter was about eggs and candy, right? Some of you guys can relate to that. No one ever prayed before a meal or, or talked about God or Jesus or anything. Mid-high school, late high school really, a friend invited me to read the Bible with him. I trusted this guy tons. And, and when I begin to read the Bible, I begin to realize something. I begin to realize I want a relationship with God. I want to get a spiritual fresh start. Did you know that God offers a fresh start? If you've ever been exposed to church or, or a Bible study or, or read the Bible for a class, you probably know a few things about Jesus. You, you probably know that he became a man, that he lived a perfect life, that he allowed others to torture and murder him. You probably also know that God brought him back to life. But what I've found that most people don't know is that the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, that same power is available to you. It's available to us. Power to be a new person, power to live a new life. Look at what the, the scripture says in Romans 6, 4. It says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. What, what is this saying? It's saying, if God can give Jesus a new life physically, he can give you a new life spiritually and me. I grew up thinking spiritual people were kind of weird. And to be honest, uh, a lot of them are. <laughs> um, maybe not the majority, but some of them are. But the more I read about Jesus himself, the more I was drawn to, to this person. One of my favorite things about Jesus is the fact that he offers a fresh start. Growing up, and, and still do in some ways, I had screwed up a bunch of relationships. Um, I wondered a ton about my purpose in life. Why was I on earth? why my life had any value at all, to be honest. And I found that God offered that to me. This fall, you have an incredible opportunity to chalk up the past as the past and to make a fresh start spiritually with God. And, and tonight, I want to give you three benefits that you'll experience if you take your fresh start with God um, and begin with Him. And the first benefit of starting fresh spiritually is that you'll have new clarity. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I took my youngest son, Stone, to get glasses. 
it was crazy. I felt horrible because when he went and got glasses, he uh, goes and takes the test and everything and basically found out that his eyesight is horrible. Like, <laughs> it's super, super bad. And the reason I felt bad is he comes home and he goes, Dad, I've needed glasses for years. <laughs> and then he started imitating me. He's like, Stone, your shoes are right there. Stone, your homework's right over there. Like all these years, I was so frustrated with him that he couldn't find his glasses when actually he had bad eyes. And I had two emotions at that time. What One of my emotions was, one, or he had two emotions. What, one of his emotions was he was super mad at me because I, I didn't take him earlier to get glasses. Um, and the second emotion that he experienced at that time was he was super happy because now he could see everything extremely clearly, whereas before he couldn't. When, when a person starts fresh with God, that person sees people differently, life more clearly. They live with a new perspective. Listen to what Jesus said one time. John 8, verse 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the dark, what happens? In the dark, we make all kinds of mistakes. We stumble around. We get bumps and bruises. Why is that? Here's why. Poor lighting leads to poor decisions. Poor lighting leads to poor decisions. I was watching a football game with a buddy a couple of years ago, and we were sitting down in my basement. It was really dark in there, only the light of the TV. And we're sitting there. We're going nuts for our team. And at one point, our team uh, scores an 85-yard touchdown. And I'm like pumped up on the couch, you know. My buddy, that wasn't enough for him. He actually comes jumping out of the couch, puts his arms out like this and just starts screaming. And midair, I look up, it's like everything goes slow motion. I see the ceiling fan is on. <laughs> and, and we had kind of a low ceiling. So when his head got up ceiling hand level, the ceiling fan <laughs> comes around and clocks him. And his feet go out from under him and he's done, right? And I'm looking at him, I'm like, how did that just happen? Here's how it happened. Poor lighting leads to poor decisions. Just uh, a little while back, I was sitting with a guy who uh, was in the, um, what do you call it? It's like the medical center on campus. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm going in there to get a test and I look over and this guy looks really upset. So I strike up a conversation with him, dude, you doing all right? What's going on? And he goes, to be honest, um, I'm here to uh, see if I have HIV. And I'm like, wow, dude, man. And I'm trying to connect with him. Like, that's, that's heavy, right? I'm like, is there any way, can I pray for you? Is there anything I can do for you? And basically he talks for the next 25, 30 minutes about decisions he had made in the previous really 12 to 18 months of his life that had led to that moment in that clinic. And he looks at me and essentially in so many words said, Bad lighting in my life has led to a lot of bad decisions. Here's what God is offering us. He's saying, if you start fresh with me, I'll shed light on your life, on your thinking, on your eyes, and on your spiritual eyes. When you start fresh, you'll have new clarity. Some of you guys might be thinking, that's kind of me. I'm kind of stumbling in the dark right now. The really cool news is that God sees you there. He still loves you, and He has significant purposes for your life. I used to think like God was up in heaven like trying to trip us up, or He's laughing at my mistakes or something. I don't know. I always just kind of grew up thinking God was against me. That's not the case at all. He's not laughing at our mistakes. He's not uh, enjoying it when we struggle, right? He wants to spare you 
the self-inflicted pain uh, that poor decisions result in. Re start fresh with God and you'll walk in the light. He'll begin to give you clarity. I want to give you a second benefit uh, that comes when you start fresh with God. And the second benefit is new confidence, new confidence. Look at this scripture in 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. It says that God will give us new confidence when we begin a relationship with him. Now, all of us have experienced overconfidence, right? For me, sophomore year of high school, I get a new bike and I'm riding my bike over to a buddy of mine's house and there's a road to it, but there's also a shortcut through this field. And so I decide while I'm riding my uh, road bike, which was actually a really nice bike. I had no business riding it through a field, but I did. I decided to, I'll take the field because that's the shortcut to my buddy's house. Well, I go over to my, I'm riding up to my buddy's house and I decide, ah, I'm going to pop a wheelie. Let's see how this thing does with wheelies. So I see a little mound of dirt and I, I ride over and I kind of pop a wheelie while I'm going over this mound of dirt. And I start riding this wheelie for a minute. And as I'm riding this wheelie through this field, I look over and I see a tire rolling. And I'm like, dude, that is really weird. Like, what is that tire doing rolling through the field? And about that time I realized it was my front tire. I had popped out of the early, uh, easy release on the front tire. My front tire sent out ahead of me and now I'm riding a wheelie and I'm about to be toast. So sure enough, as I see the tire, as it occurs to me that that is my wheel, I start to come down. My forks dig into the ground and my head just sticks right into the dirt. Why did that happen? Because I was overconfident. When I say God will give you confidence, I'm not talking about being overconfident. Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about deep-rooted, real confidence that only comes from a clear conscience. Do you know what the greatest destroyer of confidence is? It's guilt. It's guilt from doing wrong. We've all experienced guilt, right? And the, and the reason, the, the deal is that when we do wrong, we should feel guilty, right? We should feel guilty if we do wrong. And, uh, and so God comes along and he says, here's how you can start fresh. Confess your sin, confess your guilt to me and to some trusted believers and I'll relieve it. Listen to 1 John 1, 9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins. He will purify us from all unrighteousness. Here's what God's saying. I'll give you a clear conscience. I'll give you a clear, a clean slate. If you've never experienced a clear conscience, you have no idea how good it feels. Several years ago, I was going to deliver a message. I was going to make a speech to a group and I was just about to go out. I was backstage and I had some cats some brown, like tan khakis on. And right before I'm about to go out and speak, I got to go to the bathroom really, really bad. And I'm realizing uh, I need to run to the restroom. And just as I'm about to run to the restroom, I hear them introducing my name. I start to sort of run. I'm backstage. I start to sort of run toward the stage. And as I'm running, I, I'm like sick a little bit. And so I cough and I cough really hard. And as I cough really hard, I don't know why this happened. I can't explain it. It's super embarrassing but I had peed my pants. And it's not just that I peed my pants, I peed my pants with tan khakis on. <laughs> so I'm running out to deliver this speech and I look down and my whole front of my pants is soaked. 
So I look over, I see one of those black music stands from like, you know, sixth grade clarinet or something. And I'm like, dude, I need one of those. So I grab it and I walk out in front of this group and I'm holding sort of the part that holds the, your pages, your notes in front of my midsection. And I walk out the whole time. And while I'm coming out there, I am so embarrassed. Like nobody knows what's going on yet. They think it's kind of weird. I'm holding the stand like this, I'm sure. But nobody yet is thinking, whoa, this dude peed his pants. He's trying to cover it up. But in my mind, I'm thinking everybody knows why I'm doing this. And this is awful. This is like the world's worst cover-up operation ever. So I decide to do what you can only do at a religious meeting or whatever. I'm like, as I'm carrying, I go, guys, let's pray. And I prayed the longest prayer I've ever prayed in my life in front of that group. Cause I'm like, man, hopefully like this can dry. And I'm like trying to fan <laughs> my pants to dry out. It's just never going to happen. So I give this whole speech with this thing, this, this music stand right in front of my midsection. And the whole time I felt no confidence. I felt like everybody knows. Here's what happens when you start fresh with God. It's like God gives you a dry pair of pants in that moment right away. It's like you have ketchup on your shirt and you're in a group and you're super self-conscious and God goes, give me that shirt and gives you a clean new shirt. Could, could you imagine going through a rush with a huge ketchup stain on your shirt, girls? Can you imagine going into a job interview with a huge ketchup stain on your shirt? You would have no confidence. You'd be trying to cover it up the whole time, right? That represents sort of wrongdoing or, or sin in our lives, walking away from God. But God offers a new shirt. That's what starting fresh is. I take off the old shirt and God gives me a new shirt. Listen to Ephesians 4, 22. It says, the time has come to throw off your old sinful nature, to throw off that old shirt and your former ways of life, which is corrupted by lust, deception, all kinds of other things. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature. Let God put a new shirt on you, new pants, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Isn't that incredibly cool that, that God would say, come here, I'm going to give you confidence and I'm going to remove your guilt. It says in Isaiah, the effect of righteous living will be quietness and confidence forever. Start fresh with God. He'll give you new clarity. He'll give you new confidence, but he'll give you a third and last thing. God will give you a new connection to him. God wants to give every single one of us a new connection to God if we'll just start fresh with him. One of my favorite sentences in the whole Bible, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. The old has gone out of that person's life. The new has come and God has put the new in that person. I have spoken to tens of thousands of college students over the year, over the years. And here's what I wonder. I wonder how many eat, watch sports, play Fortnite, go to parties, talk to girls, lift weights, shop, watch Netflix, and think, man, I'm living. When really, you're just existing. Here's what I mean. Real living comes when you make a real connection with God. As I've watched thousands and thousands of college students do college, that's the conclusion I've come to, that the ones who end up connecting with God, 
end up experiencing real living, end up experiencing that fresh start. When you start fresh with God, you'll have a new connection to God, which is incredibly cool. It's like plugging something in. One of the things I love to do is I love to plug my iPhone in. I love plugging my iPhone. It gets down to like 7%, you know, it's like usually like 10 a.m. I must be spending way too much time on my phone. But one of my favorite things to do is to go over and just plug it in and watch that little Z come over the battery and to hear that little ding that tells me my phone is now charging. I love it. It's like life, like lifeline, you know, hope. It, it, it's, it's all going to be okay, right? And the reality is that, that we have souls and our souls need to be plugged in to God. If you think about it, like, like we're, we're not um, bodies with souls, right? If I lose an arm or if I lose like an arm and a leg, it's not like I become less of a person, right? Your body is not who you are. Your soul is who you are. You're, you're not a body with a soul. You're a soul that happens to have a body. For so long, I felt like I was missing something, like something was broken in me or, or, or I was out of power. And I realized later, it, it, in a sense, that was true. I was not spiritually powerful. I wasn't spiritually connected to God. When I plugged into God, I immediately felt like my soul was charging. It, it, I, I loved it. That, that was what I needed. And when I plugged into Him, it made all the difference. Start fresh with God. Make a new connection to Him. It will be like plugging yourself in spiritually. How do you start fresh? Sean, that's great. I, I love hearing about all that. I, I want to have confidence. I want to have connection with God. I, I want to have the, the, the things that you're talking about, a new perspective. How do you start fresh? Well, you got to realize that God has a standard of moral perfection. None of us live up to that. None, none of us ever will. In fact, it even says in the Bible, it says that all of us have sinned and we fall short of God's standard, God's glory. But again, the good news is, is that 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that I love. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. There's another sentence in the Bible where Jesus says, I'm standing here knocking. Here I am, I stand here and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Here, here's what God is saying in a sense, Jesus is saying. He's saying, I want to do this year with you. I want to give you clarity in your mind. I, I want you to gain the confidence that comes from a clear conscience. I want you to feel a new connection to me. And the way you do that is you open your heart to God. That's why Jesus went to the cross. He went to the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, for our shortcomings, our, our failures, our bad decisions, our selfish acts, whatever it may be, to cleanse our hearts, to pay for our sins. And when he rose again, he became alive and now offers us life. 